This is the Bulls Talk Podcast presented by Coors Light. I'm Rob Schaefer, joined today by Casey Johnson and Tony Gill. Coming up on the show, we react to the news that Bulls center Nikola Vucevic has entered the league's health and safety protocols after testing positive for COVID-19. How much time will Vuce miss? What will the Bulls do to make up for his absence? And how much more difficult does the grueling West Coast trip ahead become without their all-star center? As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Born in the Rockies, Coors Light is lagered cold for a crisp, clean taste, filtered cold to ensure clarity and brightness, and packaged cold for peak refreshment, because those who thirst for more deserve the world's most refreshing beer. All right, welcome into the Bulls Talk podcast. I'm Rob Schaefer, joined again today with uh, by my NBC Sports Chicago colleagues Casey Johnson and Tony Gill. Uh, we we had a record time scheduled for today to talk about the Mavericks' win. Uh, in my opinion, one of, if not the Bulls' best, kind of all around performances of the season. Preview the upcoming West Coast trip. Kobe White is nearing a return. Uh, so there was no shortage of things to talk about in Bulls land and. Uh, but today we got to lead off with one uh, on a more somber note uh, that that came across early this afternoon. Uh, Nikola Vucevic uh, has entered uh, the NBA's health and safety protocol. Uh, he's expected to miss multiple games, obviously did not travel with the team today uh, as we're taping this on Thursday uh, to San Francisco where the Bulls are taking on the Warriors uh, tomorrow night, Friday night. Um, and then Casey, you later reported after that kind of washer news broke that um, what landed Vooch in protocol is a, a positive test for COVID-19. Um, so obviously, first and foremost, best wishes to Vooch and his family. Um, all best for a speedy recovery there. Uh, but Casey, you know, other than the bullet points that I just kind of listed off there, what is there to know? What do we know about Nikola Vucevic's status? And uh, what should people know as we continue to track this uh, until he hopefully can get back soon? Yeah, obviously, we're going to start with the health standpoint because that's far more important than basketball. So I've not got an update on how he feels, if he's asymptomatic or symptomatic. So I don't know that as of this taping. I I hope to find that information out later. Um, But, you know, look, this was to me an obvious storyline, which is uh, dating the last week, which is why I asked Billy Donovan about it pregame Saturday at the United Center uh, in advance of the second meeting with the 76ers. because there were the 76ers situation developing in real time as they faced the Bulls twice in four days. Tobias Harris tested positive for COVID-19 in advance of those two games. Then Isaiah Joe, who played in the first game in Philadelphia last Wednesday, a week ago Wednesday, um, tested positive. Uh, Matisse Thibault landed in the health and safety protocols. That ended up being a close contact situation, not a... um, a contact tracing situation, not a positive test, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. And then the the more uh, acute example is uh, Joel, Joel Embiid tested positive following playing in the second straight game against the Bulls. And guess who's guarding Joel Embiid? Nikola Vucevic. So as of last Saturday, which is the last time I've asked on the record any team official about the situation, Billy Donovan said 
There was no extra precautions or additional testing uh, asked for. And that's in, in line with, um, you know, the league's health and safety protocols because the Bulls are a fully vaccinated team. And um, as a fully vaccinated team, they're not subject, uh, they're not subjected to daily testing. Now, between last Saturday and uh, Vucevic's positive test, I don't know if that changed or I don't know if maybe Vuce complained of some symptoms and that's why they flagged him and, and tested him before they flew to the West Coast. I do not also have that information as of this taping. Um, we'll probably mo- get more f- clear picture and fuller answers um, Friday at Friday shooter on in San Francisco. But what I will say is, I mean, obviously you're just hoping against hope, but look what happened with the 76ers, three positive tests, one contact racing. It affected the whole team. You obviously hope this is an isolated situation and, and Vucevic, who, as you said, Rob, we wish best of health and speedy recovery mm-hmm. too, uh, is the only example. But I mean, if this is a Delta variant, you know, your odds are probably not great that, that this is going to be the only example. And I hope I'm wrong there. So uh, anyway, not and, a good situation. And Casey, uh, because you hit on it in your story, which is over at NBCSportsChicago.com, I'd encourage people to um, go check that out there. What are the kind of return to play uh, protocols or benchmarks that we're just going to have to go through to get back? Yeah. Now, I will also uh, two things on that. So the the return to play are he's either out ten days um, or must return two uh, negative PCR tests within a twenty four hour period, um, which is you know tough to do when you are, have tested positive. So it's more likely um, he's going to be out the ten days. This trip lasts. Let me do the math. Friday to um, Friday. So this trip lasts seven days. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see what happens. He's definitely going to be out all five games on this trip. He's not even on the trip. So that's that's the basketball standpoint, which we can get into a little bit there. And then as far as um, contact tracing, if you're vaccinated, there's no contact tracing unless they deem it like a, a egregious example, which is what happened with Matisse Stiebel. I guess I someone had told me, and I don't have this confirmed, so this is this is a little bit of speculation on my part as we're taping this in real time, that he was around Isaiah Joe a lot, which is why um, I think my, they might have done something off the court together. Again, I don't know that to be fact. I'm not reporting that. <laughs> I heard that secondhand. Um, but that would be an example of where a contact tracing situation comes into play. So, again, we're, we're going to get more information officially from the team uh, on Friday morning. Uh at the, at the, at the shoot around in, in Golden State, there was no media access today. Um, but that's that's what I know to this point. Tony, you looked like you were about to jump in there before I asked Casey. So did, you, did you have a reaction kind of when you saw that news come across? Yeah, this sucks. Um, just as, um, you know, he seemed to kind of get settled in into, you know, where he had a really decent game uh, against the Mavericks. Um, and everybody's kind of been humming except for him. Um, and it seems like as soon as he found, you know, some stable footing in the offense and, you know, his usage and everything like that, this kind of happens. And these are the types of trips that kind of that can bond the team uh, versus kind of in years past, this West Coast road trip kind of broke them. I think this one and I think it still should, uh, but it should bring them you know, together in terms of their mission, their goals for this season uh, and not having Gooch, uh part of this, one of their you know initial you know, all star you know, acquisitions, uh, it's going to suck. And it's going to suck. And, that's, and let alone, that's another big that you don't have or a guy that can play bigger um, that you don't have uh, that you're going to have to, you know, find a way to get past uh, on. Um, and there are some pretty, you know, okay, 
you know, big man coming up um, that they have to, you know, take an account for that just putting Javonta Green uh, isn't going to solve. So it's a it's a big blow, I think, for the next few games that he's out. Uh, but they're going to have to find a way to, you know, do it without him. Yeah, listen, this this West Coast trip is grueling regardless. The Warriors have the best record in the NBA as of this taping. Uh, a back-to-back at Staples against the Clippers and Lakers. Uh, I don't care if Kawhi Leonard is out. I don't care if LeBron James is out. That that's a, that's a tough forty-eight-hour slate there. Especially Tony, to your point about the the bigs that they're going to see over this next few game stretch. You got Anthony Davis in that Lakers game. Uh, you've got Nikola Jokic at the back end uh, of that road trip uh, when when they visit the Denver Nuggets. You've got even Yusuf Nurkic uh, in Portland. Like there, there's just a lot uh, in terms of size, in terms of even when Vooch was shooting poorly. Um, his rebounding ability, uh, his passing ability at the center of the offense. I thought that was really popping on uh, the Mavericks game last night, um, irrespective of his uh, shot coming back a little bit, and especially him kind of looking pretty pretty himself, pretty Vooch-like, uh, burrowing down uh, inside uh, against against uh, some of the Mavs guys. So, you know, it, it's, it is certainly unfortunate from that perspective. Uh, when you look at the 10-day timetable and the fact that the Bulls are going to be on the road uh, for the next week and a half, we almost have to operate at this point as if he's – not going to be back. We have to operate under the assumption that he probably won't be back for that West Coast trip. That's speculative, but um, it seems likely um, at this point, given everything that we know. Um, so let's shift Let's shift quickly to the basketball side of this as we've sort of touched on what the Bulls can do uh, from a rotation perspective. I think in terms of who jumps into the starting lineup, the, the two most obvious names that jump out to me are Tony Bradley, who's uh, assumed that kind of backup center role over the last few games. Uh, Alize Johnson uh, obviously served in that capacity in the preseason when Tony Bradley was out injured. He started the season as the team's backup five. Bradley has kind of usurped him, uh, but you saw Alize get in for some spot minutes against the Mavs. Uh, it, basically in a matchup-based decision, Billy uh, wanted a little bit – he said after the game that he wanted a little bit more flexibility uh, to switch ball screens and, and things like that. And Alize, you know, he brought it on the glass. He pulled out seven rebounds in, in ten minutes. That's what he does. Um, then, then, of course, there's the distant possibility of – you know, going uber small, maybe not at the gate, but for high leverage minutes, you know, see how much you can get away with a Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr. front court. Um, you know, it's it's not ideal, but for a Bulls team that came into this year with questions about size and front court defense and rebounding, for them to lose their starting four and five in a span of a week or two weeks here, um, it's it, it's it's just brutal. Um, it, it's it's devastating, at least for this kind of short term here. So. You know, I think there's a lot of options on the table. We haven't heard from Billy yet. We haven't heard from the players yet. So it's hard to make any firm predictions. But Casey, of of the options uh, at Billy Donovan's disposal here to kind of make up for that Vooch absence, obviously they're never going to be able to replace uh, what he brings offensively, um, shooting, even when he's not shooting well, facilitating um, the rebounding aspect. It's it's going to be impossible to replace. But what jumps out to you um, in terms of feasible uh, lineup combinations that we could see. Uh, I guess we could start with the starting unit. Who who, who do you think starts in Nikola Vucevic's place? I think it's. I mean, I'm. You know, this is just my own guess, but it's. You know, I, I I'd be shocked if it's not Bradley. I mean, because, I mean, you can obviously get away with a small ball lineup against the Warriors, but then you know you got, in succession, you got what Zubac, uh, AD, Nurkic, Jokic. I mean. So why would you kind of disrupt chemistry when you have a chance to put Brad? You're certainly going to want to serve Bradley against most of those other guys I mentioned. So maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I think it's going to be Bradley. But look, the the quick larger issue is, you know, we've been talking all year about how this seems undersized and they've navigated to this point. But we've also said, you know, what a what a crushing blow would be if, if they lost 
you know, Vucevic, and here he's gone for at least the entire West Coast trip, if not more. So um, this is really going to test him, no doubt. Tony, what do you want to see Billy tinker with? Um, well, Bradley is my go-to. Um, you know, he's played good in spots. Uh, but, again, it's kind of like in baseball where, you know, this new fresh guy that nobody's seen before, you know, kind of gets hot. Uh, but then the, you know, the, what is it, the mean? Like it you regress, back. you regress to the mean, or or you just get you get at the top line of opponents' game plans. Like it, it changes right. things. It changes things. Right. Yeah. Now for the first time in your career or so for a stretch, teams are gonna be like scouting you and know what you do well, know what you don't do well, and now you have to to counter that almost, you know, as soon as you make your start. Uh, which is gonna be interesting strategically. Uh and I love the the chess message. Chess, match, match, whoa, what am I saying? <laughs> Say words, Tony Gill. <laughs> the chess match <laughs> um, in basketball. It's it's probably my favorite thing to look for is, okay, once a team has your number or injury set in, what is your next move? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested to see what Billy you know comes up with. But I think Bradley, I think it's inserted into the, uh, the starting lineup. But uh, the minutes kind of, he's going to have to go deeper. Um, he, he's going to have to just to keep teams at bay, um, just to kind of figure you know what works, uh, kind of on the fly, and they'll go over you know stuff in their walkthroughs. There won't be too much, too many practices, you know, in, on on the road trip. But um, they they certainly have a lot to discuss and a lot of uh, pieces to move around. Um, to kind of make up that difference. Yeah, we should also mention that Marco Simonovic was recalled from the G League today. Um, I'd imagine he'll be on uh, the West Coast swing with the Bulls. I, I, I still see Marco, even with this news, as kind of a um, a deep cut, like almost a break glass in case of emergency option. Um, obviously, he was down with Windy City for a reason. So uh, we'll see. I mean, he, he, it, it's a move that you have to make when you're so thin in the front court, um, that move. So I guess we'll see if he's able to get involved at all. But I uh, largely agree with the two of you. I think you have to start with Bradley. Uh, for his size, for the rebounding, for the for the flashes of rim protection that he's shown. I, I just think you have to start there. Uh, but Billy is, I mean, and he's like this with his rotations, even when he's fully functional, when his team is fully operational. He'll ride the feel of who he feels like is playing well, um, what guy is going to best fit in a certain matchup. So while it wouldn't surprise me if we see Tony Bradley start these five games at least, and then we'll see where it goes from there. I think minutes fluctuating between him and Alize and and Derek Jones Jr. in the front court wouldn't surprise me based on matchup. We, were, we we hinted at it, but Golden State being a team that you could probably go a little bit smaller against than a team like the Lakers, who has Anthony Davis and is also you know starting DeAndre Jordan next to him. So um, you know, and and you go on down the line there. Um, uh, so we'll see what Billy um, is able to come up with there. Again, this is just brutally unfortunate one for the person uh, of Nikola Vucevic and just for his, for his health and safety and the health and safety of his family. Um, it's really, really unfortunate news. Um, and it's unfortunate news for the bulls who, again, like I said, even when Nikola Vucevic isn't shooting well, what he brings to the table is difficult to replace given what the bulls have on the roster. And man, it's just that much cooler that it kind of looked like he was coming out of this offensive slump a little bit with the fourth quarter against Brooklyn. Um, and then his kind of 18, 10 and four, he was over 50% from the field. Uh, against Dallas so um, you know there are other storylines to hit on this West Coast trip I think we can for the most part save those for another day Uh, but stay tuned to NBCSportsChicago.com stay tuned to our feed here Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday um, and there will be uh, you know Kobe White updates in the near future Uh, the Bulls obviously have some good measuring stick games uh, in front of them they're going to be a little bit shorthanded for them Uh, but you know that makes the test uh, 
all the more stiffer. Maybe maybe if if they play well in this stretch um, through all this adversity, uh, you can learn something uh, from that too. Um, all that said, Casey, uh, you've been on the story all day. You've been um, on the phones. <laughs> you probably feel like for as long as you can remember. Uh, did we miss anything that we should address uh, with the Nikola Vucevic situation for the time being? No, and I would agree with you that you know it's going to be done by committee with probably Bradley starting and then uh, Jones, Derek Jones Jr. and, and Alize getting you know the other minutes. Um, I don't think Marco's ready, um, but yeah, um, just real, hope for the real, best for him and for the team. Yeah. Now, just real, real, real quick question before we close out: Does this stretch kind of open up the eyes of AK and, and and Mark in terms of like we may need to make a move or? you know, see who's out there still training in terms of a big that they can just kind of take a roster spot or something? Well, let's see what the games look like first. I mean, who knows? Like maybe they come out like gangbusters and, and uh, you know, they're able to kind of stave off those concerns for a little bit longer. Uh, but, you know, it's it's certainly possible because we just knew that depth was an issue. We knew that, like I said, front court defense and rebounding and all of these things were going to be issues coming into the season. And then you lose your starting front court like – Man, it's just it's just brutal. So possibly, but as we talked about on the mailbag episode, like I, I still am of the mind that it's very very early to be, um, you know, aggressively like making moves just to make them in the trade market because there's a pool of players that's going to come up uh, and be available on December fifteenth. And uh, you know, we we touched on this a lot in the mailbag episode. I think a lot of it remains evergreen about you know the Bulls still need a little bit more time to evaluate the guys um, that are actually in house right now and like which guys are going to be able to stick around uh, over the long haul. Um, of the season uh, from a rotation perspective. Casey, do you have any, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I would agree with that. I think it's, it's all kind of happening fast. I mean, you know, I think, I think you kind of get out there and you, you see how the first couple of games go and then you survey the situation further. I mean, I don't think, um, you know, you, you make a move this immediately. Uh, you know, I mean, the issue existed before, you know, you, the Vucevic thing is a temporary thing. The Williams thing is a you know yeah. more more permanent thing, at least. And they hadn't done anything since Williams had gone down until now. So I don't think you adjust your line of thinking based on the Vucevic thing because he will be coming back at some point, whereas Williams likely will not be. So that's kind of my read on it now. Yeah, I you, you got to be nimble. And if we know one thing about this uh, new front office, they they are certainly nimble and willing to strike uh, when they deem it necessary. But you also probably don't want to be reactionary like you said KC or overly reactionary uh, to a temporary thing it's a, it's a fine line to walk I'm glad uh, I don't have to do it uh, the, this is the, this this is what they are uh, paid handsomely the Bulls Bulls front office the top top of the Bulls front office um, are paid so handsomely to do um, and you know the other thing like who knows KC you hinted at, at the beginning and again this is this is speculative we got to see where this goes but like one thing we got to stay locked in on is is this the last kind of pro- protocol entry for the bulls uh, over this next spell here, because we saw how it affected Philly. Um, we don't know yet, but it's something to, like I said, stay monitoring throughout the next couple days um, because it really, really decimated uh, Philly's roster. Um, and unfortunately they even had some cases that were pretty symptomatic, um, you know, reading the reporting on, on Tobias Harris's uh, situation, just one example that comes to mind. So um, yeah, can't say it enough. All best to Vooch, uh, all best to, uh, the rest of uh, the Bulls players and staff um, as they uh, kind of embark on this West Coast trip now with a little bit of a cloud uh, hanging over their head. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we will be back uh, in the Bulls Talk podcast feed on Tuesday. Uh, thanks for hanging with us for a few minutes today, and uh, we'll see you then. We hope you enjoyed the Bulls Talk podcast presented by Coors Light. 
Find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Subscribe if you like the show. Feel free to rate and review us. New episodes are ready every Tuesday and Friday morning. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.